This Sunday is a Letaria Sunday. We have a different color of vestments. It's not pink. Usually girls think this is a cute pink color. We call that rose in the church. And this is to mark that we are closer to Easter. Just in about three weeks, we're going to celebrate uh, Easter celebration. But before I go into detail with my homily, I have for you uh, bad news and a good news. The bad news is that we are all sinners and we all deserve punishment. All of us without exception. The good news is that God did not abandon us nor does condemn us. And this is the good news for all of us. And this is the beginning of my homily action. This is the message of today's gospel. It is so dense, this gospel. You can read line by line and basically have the whole treatise just on each line or even a word, think about light and think, you know, what it means. But I would just like to point out a few, few messages from, from today's gospel and the readings. So the message is really the good news. We know the bad news. We just turn on TV. You see the news. There's bad news all over. People are broken. We are sinful. There are wars. Uh, people don't know what to do with their lives. But the good news, God loves us so much. In the words of Jesus, God loved the world and sent his only begotten son, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And St. Paul's message in the second reading today, St. Paul says these words, God who is in, rich in mercy because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him. It is something we have to remind ourselves constantly, that it is not so much what we do for God, but what God does for us through Jesus and through his church. And St. Paul states that God, so that God may show the immeasurable riches of his grace and his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So think about this. Yes, we have to pray. We have to do the deeds, act of charity. But yet everything is because of God's grace. And God is always first. Without God's love, without God's grace, we cannot do anything good. So God is always first. Think about this too. To use an image, imagine you got a credit card or whatever store credit you can get. And this credit card or store credit has no limit on it. Some people would love it. And you can spend as much as you want and whenever you want, lavishly, without thinking of consequences. And the debt started piling up, hundreds turned into thousands, thousands into hundreds of thousands, then into millions, millions into billions, billions into trillions, to the point that individually you are not able ever to pay it back. And then the owner of the company asks you for a count of things, and you are silenced, because you have no money. What's going to happen with you? And that's what happened actually with all of us with our sins. Because our sins is this incredible debt that we have towards God. 
And no one, no one, not each one of us, can pay it back to God. There's only one, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, basically, through his sacrifice on the cross, erases this debt so that we do not have to pay it. That's the the meaning of that grace. By grace, we are saved. We do not deserve it. Just on the contrary, we deserve punishment. But through grace, we are saved. In the gospel message today, Jesus uses an image from the Old Testament. He uses the image of the bronze serpent. He says this, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And just to remind ourselves, to recall what happened in the Old Testament, why Jesus is using this image. Many of you may may know this well, but I think when we uh, reflect on this together, we come to better understanding of it. What happened after the Israelites left Egypt is this. They saw amazing and powerful signs of God's care and protection. They already were safe in the desert, but they started grudging, complaining. They were dissatisfied with the happenings, with food, with leadership, even with God himself. So to teach them a lesson, God sent seraph serpents to bite them. And people started quickly dying, and they were terrified. And then again, they started crying out to God, Help us, for we are perishing. So God tells Moses to make a bronze serpent and mount it on a pole, on a stick. And the rule was very simple. Whoever looked at the serpent, although bitten by poisonous snakes, would live. And Jesus uses the same image to tell the people that he is the bronze serpent and that he will be lifted up on a pole, that is, on the cross. And everyone who looks at him, although bitten by poisoning sins, will live. Even when we are sinners, when we look at the cross, this is what happens. We have life. I remember myself in my, my personal history when I was miserable sometimes. And I say, but this is exactly what Jesus wants from us. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at the, the snakes. Look at the cross and you will live. You have life. So this is the message that Jesus delivers us today. He did not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. Meaning each one of us personally. And we have to also remind ourselves, thinking about the analogy of the bronze serpent and the cross, that really the bronze serpent was image of Jesus on the cross. That there's no Christianity without the cross. This is an illusion. Sometimes we are sold by some preachers, even on TV. I'm not going to use the names. Uh, which sometimes I think act out almost like false prophets. There's no easy Christianity That Christianity is false. The Christianity is always with the cross. As long as we look at the cross of Jesus and follow him with our daily crosses, we will have power to resist the devil. Because the snakes represent the devil. 
And when we look at the cross, we'll have power to resist that, although they bite us sometimes. And that is why the devil does everything also to deprive us of the cross. Yes, let's make Christianity without the cross. Let's make it easy. For Jesus has already risen, so don't worry. You you do not have to fight anymore. That's the kind of a lie sometimes we are sold. There is no Christianity without the cross. And the cross is the safe path to heaven. When we take up our daily crosses and follow Jesus, we unite with him through faith. We also immediately start to experience positive effects of the acceptance of the cross. Whatever suffering we are enduring has a great meaning, and God allows it so we may grow in holiness and when we may come closer to Jesus Christ. Let us look also at the crucified Lord and the sorrowful mother to help us to love the cross of Christ and to love our daily crosses. A famous priest from Italy, Father Dolindo Ruotolo, uh, wrote about the role of the Blessed Mother these words. In the way of God's love, one cannot walk without Mary. It is absurd to think otherwise, for without her direct support, Without her direct support, we do not have strength that would sustain and enkindle our faith. Human soul neither can arrive at God's nuptial love without Mary, nor can drink the purest wine of love without her intervention. May she teach us how to be grateful for sufferings and trusting in difficulties. Let us ask her also to be with us in our journeys so that we may never lose the sight of Jesus but always follow him, even if it means to endure the cross. Sorrowful mother, pray for us.